Welcome to The Story Thinker, a Webtoons and Witcher podcast for superfans with scene-by-scene analysis. Featuring sharp co-hosts for a fuller picture, we dive deep into character psychology, relationships, and theories. We'd love it if you could like, subscribe, comment, and rate us on all podcast platforms and social media. For bonus content, you can support The Story Thinker on Patreon. Let's begin. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 134 of Purple Hyacinth, Potent Poison. Now, that was what we were all debating last week. Oh, we're here with Lily. Hi, Lily. Hi, guys. Back again. So, I guess before we start, um, and audience, you can chime in, like, wherever you are on YouTube or Instagram. Um, did you think that Kim was going to be dead in this episode? What did you think, Mindy? Uh, at first, I was, don't, don't shoot me, I thought, I hoped yes. At first, I thought yes, because, like, when I first read the episode last week, I was like, yes, she's going to die, because they can't just keep faking it out i know yes i know also i have to say that kim has the most fake out moments like she's got like three fake out moments in the entire factory arc and so (laughs) i i can kind of understand the frustration where it could get a little a little repetitive but as we see in this episode i thought it was very well done Okay. Yeah. So what ended up happening was what I did guess after a while of ruining yeah. her one talk. I guess that she would be sick for a while. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's what I think so too. I, I mean, I was. I mean, everybody, everybody was completely shocked at the end of that episode because they're just having a normal conversation, and then <laughs> Kim is collapsed into the ground, dying. Um, but I really didn't think that she was going to die because. I think Sofinef have confirmed somewhere that Kyrie was going to be canon. And so I'm like, well, they're not even a couple yet or anything. And I think that um, she's also Soph's favorite character. Uh So I'm I'm like, you're not going to kill off your favorite character. It's just not going to happen. Although I will say it would have been a very interesting plot point. Mm -hmm. They threw us that curveball. Yeah. I mean, it would have, you know, I think okay. The one good thing story wise would have accomplished, I think, is you know keeping their promises, right? But in terms of and the only other thing in terms of plot, I think it could do is, and I think I mentioned this at some point, spur William to action because yes. William is right now very passive and he lets other people dictate his life. So perhaps her death would have been you know would compel him to make his own choices. Yeah, um, I agree. I think I said something about that in the Discord as well, where. I mean, Will has obviously been the much more passive character, but I think it just kind of would have lit a fire under both of their butts, mm-hmm. Lauren and William, to kind of get a move on because Lauren has been a little, taken a little bit of a backseat um, the past couple of like weeks in, you know, the storyline for good reasons. But I, we're like, you know, I know the fans are like mm-hmm. itching to get the ball rolling again with like Lauren in action again. Mm-hmm. So that right. would have done it but I also think that Kim being sick could and we can talk about that you know a little bit more yeah I mean we definitely see some reaction from Will but so that's going to the episode we see Lauren um is having this you know kind of it's blurred out little tear she says somebody call 911 um and she's you know kind of shaking Kim she's screaming Kim she's yelling she has that blood on her face which we have yet to see the significance of the outcome of the blood <laughs> but probably will have some effect and she is coughing, everything's blurry, they're putting, people are putting her on a stretcher, she's being rushed in the hospital, which may I point out the hospital is extremely 21st century, but whatever. <laughs> I will say, though, that the paramedics are wearing gloves. Yeah. So good. Okay. That's good. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just find it funny, the mix of styles, because the hospital is 21st century, and then the nurse or the doctor is wearing, like, you know, oh, I know. Well, that's one of the most fun things about PH is trying to figure out like what the heck the timeline is, and we know that it's a mixture of timelines. But my brain still wants to solidify it as like an actual time frame. Mm-hmm. So I think it's loosely 1920s, but yeah, it's, it's a definite mixture of all these different eras. Yep, and uh, <laughs> I'm laughing at myself because I'm like. You see this paramedic <laughs> who's there for like literally two scenes. I'm like, oh my god, I bet he's good looking. Wait, who? <laughs> the oh my god, <laughs> Ratman 2.0, but it's the paramedic. <laughs> it's terrible. It's terrible. I mean, okay, wait, let me look. He's pro. He's this is PH, and so they're probably attractive, even <laughs> though we can't see his face. Exactly. Apparently, just all of our Dallas is like <laughs> stunning. Small. Yeah, good genetics. They have really good genetics in this city. 
uh, Lauren is looking extremely worried, and she pictures in her mind's eye Morgan coughing and dying, and she is not happy. She's freaking out. Yes. Now, now instead of Kim freaking out about Lauren dying, is Lauren freaking out about Kim dying? I know. I can't not comment on the irony of that entire (laughs) dialogue that they had that was so moving and so beautiful about her worrying about Lauren dying just for her to collapse and start coughing blood two seconds later. Well done, Sophanep. That really chef's kiss for that. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. All right, so then we're in the hospital and Kim looks... um, stabilized well she's always in the bed and the doctor is pressing a stethoscope to her chest she has um oxygen in her nose she gets doctor gets up size walks outside and we see we see will is there right lucas is there sitting in a chair in a hospital gown and who else is there <laughs> okay we all collectively screamed at this yes. you know i had to do a double take i was scrolling scrolling and then i went wait what 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 does we know who that is we know that little ponytail with that little bow. Oh, this man so is holding his woman. That is a married couple right there, you guys. Oh my god! Happy. And 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 I'm gonna say, okay, I I guess I'll say this a little later. Also, but for anyone seeing, he's just playing the part. You just have to pretend to be her boyfriend. No, 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 no. This is entirely natural. No, this is this is completely natural because. Yeah, I mean, as we get later on, like, you can just see how natural this is for both of them. Like, this is just him comforting her. This isn't a pretense or anything. He, he didn't enter that hospital thinking like, oh, I got to keep up appearances because um, only William knows about the, I mean, fake he doesn't dating. know that it's fake dating, but he's the only one that knows that Lauren is supposed to be dating, air quotes dating Kieran, but Lucas doesn't know. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I wonder how much of a the gossip he is that he would have found out but <laughs> i mean i'm sure there's well it uh, william wouldn't say anything but kim would right so it yeah. depends on if kim was a gossip mm-hmm. and lucas likes or, yeah back things back. just get around i mean that girl can't stay away from the archive so it's like you know <laughs> we're probably got around right yeah so the doctor is adjusting a prick in her neck which I always wonder, I think several people mentioned, like, maybe it's because F's, like, self-inserting. She's like, oh, my neck is hurting from all my medical school studying. <laughs> I know. I was wondering if it was that or if she got infected. Got infected. But that would be really fast because Kim just got, like, basically what they're saying is uh, Kim just got to the hospital a couple hours ago. Mm-hmm. And so it wouldn't really make sense for it to, like, kick in that fast. But, yeah, yeah I was a little, I was a little suspicious of those panels because she like rubs her neck later again too right it's very obvious i don't know i mean we'll, we'll see how many people get infected it's a lot of people getting infected but if the doctor could get infected like that i mean our house is done that's it they're all dead yeah yeah for sure and i also went back and looked at the panel where she's listening to her um heart and lung sounds she's um, wearing gloves right. so she's wearing the mask but she's also wearing gloves because and i can talk about it a little bit more later on but i think that this is spread through um contact Mm-hmm. and not by uh droplet or airborne or aerosolization so all right yeah so she says we've been able to stabilize her for the most part in the er but i'm still worried about her heart rate it's unusually slow and irregular her blood pressure is also on the rather low end despite the medication we've given her on a good note her fever has come down and all three of them are standing there very silent and still just watching um they all have like their heads are downcast Okay, wait, can we have a, can we have a moment? Yeah, with the height moment. Oh my god, his height and the shoulder width. I mean, we, we just standing next to William. It's very obvious. I just, I just have to point it out. I'm sorry. I I, I actually don't think this is consistent at all. I think that he's usually, well, it really varies. Sometimes most of the time. It super varies. I mean, there's some times where he and Lauren are almost the exact same height. And then there's other ones where Lauren's wearing like four inch heel boot, heeled boots. And she's like barely up to his shoulder. So it's not consistent. Um, I mean, like Kieran's shoulders, most of the time he's like extremely thin and narrow. 
Mm-hmm. And then only when he's shirtless, suddenly boom, becomes flawed. And like, I'm telling you, his clothes don't show his body well. <laughs> but I agree, it's 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 a little cons- inconsistent. But I do have to point out right here, he's looking okay, very good. <laughs> yeah. And we'll continue to monitor her closely and investigate the cause of her symptoms. And Lauren says, thank you, doctor. Do you have any idea as to what this could be? And she says, well, her presentation is quite peculiar. With the history you've given me, I would be worried about an aggressive infection. Our tests have already ruled out pulmonary embolisms or pneumonia, which is very good news. <clears throat> but since she's displaying similar symptoms as the actress who died last night, and you told me Ms. Liddell has been in contact with her, I'm wondering if the two cases could be linked. So, Will says, Ms. Green's body went progressively stiffer after she started coughing rather large amounts of blood. She was dead within just a few minutes. They were barely able to do chest compressions by the end of it. And we have a flashback of Kim doing the chest compressions. Saying, holy cow, she's so stiff. Um, That's a heart and muscle sore. And (laughs) now we have the comic relief. (laughs) I didn't realize how much I missed Lucas until he's back. Yeah, it's, I know, he's so funny. Like, the episode is, like, not, you know, funny, but he is hilarious. No, it's so serious, but, of course, we have to have our comedic relief mm-hmm. from the Chat. Yep, it's all about plugging in. I, I did not realize it was not plugged in. And he's like, why does everything interesting have to happen while I'm out? And he's sitting there, not even looking up. He's just being all annoying, <laughs> annoyed. And uh, the doctor continues, she refuses, doesn't present that way, and definitely doesn't act as quickly in a newly infected person. In fact, no medical condition that I know of acts quite like that and so violently and suddenly. Because there's been a contact, my suspicion for some kind of new infection is still high. But as your um, poisoning, as you've suggested, is not out of question either. And then we have our literate, our beautiful, our beautiful Karen. Right. It's funny. I'm like literate and knowledgeable. But you're like, no, beautiful. <laughs> knowledgeable and beautiful. Yes. <laughs> yes. And he says, the description of Miss Green's death sounds like the effects of a potent neurotoxin or venom. And Ooh. so first of all, it's a little bit like, is he making himself sound suspicious by knowing about poison? I know. I'm like, Kieran, sweetheart, you may, might want to think about this for a for a split second before you open your mouth but then it's like slightly less suspicious because William kind of jumps in and inserts himself um but I just want to point out I think it's super interesting like of course our like hardcore fans we all know that F is in currently in medical school and so I think it's really cool like as a fellow medical professional myself like I've mentioned it on the podcast but I'm a registered nurse um and so I just think it's real. like I loved this episode because it like I just love it. She inserts all this medical knowledge. I'm like, oh, I know this stuff. This is super cool. That means that she knows it too. And she's studying and she really, you know, she knows her stuff. Yeah. It's really cool. cool to see your, your interest. There was one, I can't remember what it was. There was one story on Webtoons that randomly had, I don't, I don't remember anything. It was like some kind of other like intellectual hobby of mine, like something I like to study. And it was just randomly there. And I was like, wow, that was nice. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, like when, you know, they insert like a random hobby or a random something you like know a lot about. Yeah. Um, well, especially like you, oh, I feel like a lot of times in webtoons, like especially the ones like, you know, a lot of the like Korean ones or fluffier ones, like there's doctors and nurses, but it's not medically accurate. Like it's just for the plot point. They actually don't actually talk about like real medical diagnoses and things like that and everything that um I almost said F that Dr. F has said in this episode is is accurate like these are real diagnoses these are real diseases like everything that she said is accurate and so I really appreciate that it's a nice little it's a nice little touch mm-hmm. and it's really it's funny like although I said earlier that the doctor might be a stand-in for F um with her neck break I just realized she probably is a literal stand-in like she's supposed to look like her too no I think that's what she's supposed to look like because, I mean, you know how there's Soph and F at, like, the little, like, the end or whatever, and, like, Soph has drawn a couple of things. Oh, well, there's a couple of videos on Soph's Instagram where she, like, blurs out their faces, but you can see that F is, like, kind of taller, slim, like, has the sandy blonde hair, so that's what I'm assuming. I'm assuming this is what she looks like, so I think that's super cool. Like, when are we going to see Soph? (laughs) <laughs> when is Soph going to be in here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Um, and then we have a wonderful 
panel where everything <laughs> Lauren's arm is so soft and tender. Do you think he, okay, but do you think he's doing that like as a comfort or do you think he's doing that like as a warning? Okay. Kind of as a like, I don't know, as like a he's tense because he thinks, oh, Huh, like is he meaning like, yes. we're, like we're suspecting Bella you know that was kind of where my mind instantly went because we know I mean everybody is going to jump to that conclude like that assumption she's the only one that we know that knows poisons huh. uses I, poisons I think you're right because because Lauren then looks over and then she gives him a look and well, you know, the first the first time I read it, I interpreted it as Lauren being surprised that he's, you know, comforting her, that he's doing that. But but he's <laughs> been holding her. Right. You know, he's been holding her, so it's a little squeeze. Yeah. And I so I think it's more of like, oh, like a, uh, like, yeah, could be. Oh, which shows that Kieran has some emotions for Bella. I know Poot would like to hear this, that he, you know, he's worried. Either he's worried or he's like, I don't want well help. yeah I think he's concerned because you know that puts him in a difficult situation um both in the plot and emotionally because he's admitted to Lauren like she's kind of the only friend he grew up with that we know of at least in his time in the PH and they train together and they still kind of have this back and forth together where they're friend frenemies <laughs> mm -hmm. and so I don't know, to see Lauren in this much pain over her best friend, I wonder if he's thinking, oh crap, maybe I should have done something about Bella like mm -hmm. earlier on before it got to this point. Right. But who knows? And also what is he going to do now? Yeah. I can't imagine he would do anything to actually harm her without questioning her first. Like he's not, he's close. No, no, he has to get the information first, especially because this isn't her typical venom. Like, Kira knows and a couple other people know like this is not how the typical like golden viper venom works mm -hmm. yeah okay so yeah so I think the tension makes a lot of sense and now Will says that's what I'm starting to think as well before I rushed to the hospital Marcia told me Cooper and Grace also started feeling sick and went home early they should probably be sent to the hospital to get checked and Lauren's like do we know their symptoms Marsh probably does we should call him and then Lauren says infection or poison it makes no sense Kim was barely in contact with me. She didn't eat nor drink anything that night, uh, which I'm curious how she knows that, but okay. <laughs> if it was an infection, right. yeah, or if the poison was something volatile, both you, I, the opera crew, and many other people should be sick too by now. <laughs> oh, I guess she's just thinking she didn't eat or drink anything like after Miss Green. Or, or just eating. Like, how would you know that? Like, let's say Kim goes home, right? Like, how would she know what she eat at home? <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's a good point. But I guess she's more thinking like she didn't eat anything at the theater. And so they're saying infection or poison, but the title of this chapter is... <laughs> so I think that's kind of the giveaway. And they keep mentioning that it's acting like a snake bite, which is kind of like the venom. Yeah. So I personally, I know there's been a lot of debate, especially in the Discord, but I don't think it's an infection. Mm -hmm. It kind of like I gave it to us that it's a poison. Yeah, I think so too. Um, and I think okay, well, I guess let's we can talk about it at the end and we'll see what happens to everyone. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> no, Lucas is like, oh, jinx yourself. I hate to have you guys to keep you company. Around. <laughs> Well, looks like that is going to happen because sorry, buddy. <laughs> oh, I I don't I don't think any of the main four will die. What do you think? Uh, think so? Uh, at least one. I know, get sick. Yes. <laughs> I mean they're already Kim's already <laughs> sick. So yeah, yeah, we can speculate at the end about who, what, when, or why. Like what okay. and she's like an extra bet posted. <laughs> We'll take good care of your friend and we'll alert you should her state change. However, I'm afraid that she will need to remain in isolation until we know more. All of you should monitor yourselves over the next few days and come to the emergency room if you develop similar symptoms. And you, Mr. Randall, shouldn't be exerting yourself so soon. <laughs> I love that panel. She's like leaning to the side and yelling at him. Mm -hmm. He's like, I'm fine, dog. Only feeling alive when I'm on the brink of death. <laughs> Oh, I'm, good. I'm glad to know that Lucas's humor didn't burn in the fire of the factory with him so 
I did. You know, when I first saw Lucas and I first started reading PH and I saw Lucas in the office, I thought he was Kieran. And I was like, why is he in the office? And why is nobody... <laughs> Like, I'm like how- I'm very confused. How is he's not even disguised? How could he be here? Yes, it took me like a while to figure out I was not actually curious. <laughs> he yeah. looks like very tan, short, shorter haired. Yeah. yeah. And Will's like, thank you so much, doctor. Of course, is there any family we can call on behalf of Miss Nadell? Yes, I'll give you their phone number. So he knows it by heart. Just saying. I'm just, yeah, just saying. <laughs> I feel like Will is the person that could definitely have a photo, like a what do they call it, a photogenic <laughs> memory? Oh, that okay. <laughs> like he can see something once and it's in his brain forever. I feel like he's probably that kind of. Yeah, that's fun, maybe. Uh, he, his hair is looking mighty fine in that picture. He, he does really look good. really good. <laughs> he look, I mean, he's looking good. Not as good as our man Kieran, but he's he's looking sharp. <laughs> Yep. Why did they dress so formally to go to the hospital? I don't know. Lauren came straight from there. I don't know. This is what were they? It was like Sunday, right? What was it? Is it like it's not a work day? It was. Know. It was a work day. After right, and that, that was. So then, what's today? Because the theater it happened last night, and they had a work day, but they got off right yeah. at like two. I think one of the clocks said. Well, the clock. Then, oh, remember, remember, Lauren said, "Oh, when we get off work, let's go to the hospital." Right to visit Lucas. Yeah, and so I think they got off like early afternoonish, and then that's when she went to the park. Yeah. So then I don't know. Will was just. Yeah. Will was that's just how they roll. <laughs> They're fancy. Mm-hmm. And then he said, "I'll also be staying around for the hospital tonight." <laughs> oh, I wonder if we're gonna get any scenes of him meeting her parents. Oh, that'd be nice. They're probably like a billion times nicer than his parents, and maybe I'll have a breakdown. Oh my god, anybody's nicer. The bar is so low, anybody's nicer than... Although, I mean, Josephine seems nice. She's just a little out of her mind, poor sweetheart, but... Yeah. I mean, we also don't know. We're just assuming that she well, was good. I remember that, um... Who was it that said it? Dawkin? Dawkin Tristan? I think that, um, Josephine kept Stefan, like, in, in rain, like she reined him in when mm-hmm. he was Yeah, he was, he had a softer side, it sounded like, when she was more, like when she was healthy and more with it. Mm-hmm. Oh, but yeah, I'm wondering if, I, I, I'm predicting Will will have like this soliloquy to an unconscious Kim. He'll be like, oh, you mean so much to me. I can't live without you. It'll <laughs> be like his breakthrough moment. And meet his future in laws, even though he doesn't know yet that they're his future in laws. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm taking bets if that will happen. Uh, that's my 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 feeling. <laughs> but also the fact that he wants to stay in hospital. Um, like I don't think he would do this for any of his employees, right? So I think that it's it might be a case of his actions showing him his feelings before he's aware of his feelings. Like anyone else, maybe I don't know if any of his friends will point it out to him. But like, hey, Will, the fact that you're staying here. Kind of means you care a lot about him. Yeah, I mean, especially because he it's not like he can sit in the room with her. She's in complete isolation. And so it's not like he's sitting there by her side. He's just gonna be able to hang out in the hallway. But no, I agree. I think I think part of it could be him just feeling bad because he's her, you know, direct sub- subordinate and feels a little, you know, <laughs> subordinate. Um, but I do I do think there's a I think m- most of it is, you know, kind of unconscious feelings. No, I wonder if Lauren's planning on saying, like, it, it would be fairly predictable if Lauren would want to say, but she doesn't talk about it. Mm-hmm. Anywho, not yet, at least. So, yeah, at least stay until her parents get there. Mm-hmm. I think he wants to wait until they get there and, and talk to them about what happened because he was there that night too. I'm sure they have a lot of questions about what happened and what went down and he was there he saw everything too i think he wants to stay there all night because he says i'll be staying around for tonight um but but we'll see stays there all night or just Mm, we'll see that man's gonna be tired he just pulled an all-nighter in the archives gosh right (laughs) nobody in nobody in this good on no sleep i i'm short two hours of sleep and i look like a hundred years old i don't understand but it's okay 
That's directional. Mm -hmm. And Lucas is like, I don't want to stay. Can I leave? <laughs> but no. try, Lucas. Mm -hmm. No, Mr. Randall, please get back into your room before I call Nurse Thompson on you. <laughs> like hospitals are the only places where hostages are legal, I swear to the gods. <laughs> That's right. Nothing like the fear of God from the nurse to put it in you. Like they will whip you in shape. I will. I, I will tell you. Yes. Have you had to? Uh... Oh my God! Yes, I've had keychip. Well, in the hospital, you you can technically leave. It's not a prison. You're there of your own volition, unless you're a psych patient. You have what's called a fifty-one fifty. It's a medical hold from the court. That's a whole different you know thing. But most of the patients that I've had, you know, everybody's there willingly getting treatment um but you can leave what's called it's ama against medical advice and so basically if you want to leave you sign a form saying that you're aware that we don't advise that you leave it could you know be adverse effects for your health and a lot of times insurance will not cover your stay or your treatment if you leave ama so it doesn't happen too often but it's definitely happened whenever <laughs> i was a newer nurse and i was working the night shift uh, I walked into a room once and the IV, they had pulled it out. It was just on the bed. All their belongings were gone. It was two in the morning. They just up and left. Like wow. they just pulled out their own IV and we ended up calling him at home. He didn't answer. The cops went and checked on him and he just said he wanted to leave. So it yeah. happened. But Lucas doesn't know this. He doesn't know that he can leave. And he shouldn't. He should not leave AMA. <laughs> not recommended. Oh, that's funny. I'll see you guys around and we'll give us the phone number. Thank you. Let me know if there's anything I can do for you. She said, I'll call Miss Lil's family and we'll be back to check on her in about half an hour. Okay, thank you. Oh, she says, I see you a lot at the hospital way too much these days. Take care of yourselves. <laughs> She's like, How many times? How many more times am I going to see these guys? And Will sighs, and now now you can see like the little you know lines around his eyes. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little. Are we a little concerned about the sweat drops on their oh. face? Like, do we think that these oh. are developing, or they're just like you know how they do in anime and like webtoons and stuff? They just have put the little sweat mark when they're like concerned. That's what I thought, but you know, but what? I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't have put it against like so enough to put it in there. <laughs> kind of lead us, you know. Yeah. Could be developing symptoms. I don't know. <laughs> that was the trap. So I love these panels because obviously William looks so distressed. And then you see Lauren and she goes and she grips his shoulder. And so uh, she's like, trying to be strong for him Aww. and he looks at her but then she looks at Kieran and she falls in love ah! I know it's the best panel ever these are the best two panels in the entire in the entire episode yes so it's amazing like it's so natural she is just willing to be vulnerable around Kieran she looks to him as a source of comfort exactly exactly like she was comforting William but she lets herself fall apart in front of Kieran and that is huge that is everything that says everything about where they are currently in their emotional development oh my god the progression is so good it is because Lauren is always so self-reliant and Will was her yeah. best friend so like if she transferred her comfort level from Will to yeah, she's not falling apart in front of William and falling into William's neck and you know crying. This is to Kieran. Oh, so beautiful! And Kieran is accepting it. She's like clenching. I think that's her hand, right, clenching his like coat. Yeah, I think she's grabbing his like little vest or whatever and burying her face. You know, I'm sure she's tearing up. And you know she's she's breaking down. She's realizing that like her best friend could die. Like this is really serious, mm -hmm. and ugh, she just draws facial expressions so well because in the top one you can see her like you can see her face. She I like on my I think my second reread because I did it the reread right before we started podcasting. Like you can see her lip almost quivering. It's like oh. she drew it. You know when you like feel like you're about to cry and your lip starts to quiver. That's what it looks like. Yeah. And you just see his concerned face and oh it's so good. 
looking each other straight in the eye. Like they yeah, have straight. Yeah, there's no hesitation. There's nothing. Like they are on a whole another level of their relationship. And it's interesting because I was reading a couple of episodes back, like especially in the um opera arc, because I wanted to track and see like who touched who and who was wearing gloves. And we can talk about that later on, but just the progression of their relationship. Like the last time, we haven't had Lockie for a really long time for Fast Passers. I think it's been... Since the circus? I mean, It's been... Well, no, it's been since uh, the horny episode <laughs> in the archives. Double date. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, 125. So it's been a while. It's been, I think, two months. It's mm-hmm. been about eight or nine weeks since we've had them like interacting together, we've had any Lockie and it's just, I love it. Even if it's just a couple panels, like it just makes me so happy. Like the last time we had them together, they were making jokes with each other and flirting and Lauren was smiling. Like she's never smiled with Kieran before. And now she's vulnerable and burying her face in his neck. And we've just gotten so much like in just the past couple of days in canon and the storyline. It's so good. I mean, I think it's remarkable for both of them. And I guess maybe less of a lord, but especially for Kieran. I mean, I've said this a million times, but the fact that he, despite having grown up so dysfunctional and so, you know, or mm-hmm. of positive emotional contact, but given only negative emotional contact, the fact that he's so well-adjusted and able to, you know, receive affection and give affection is so remarkable. And to me, just shows that Kieran's natural personality is very, very warm and affectionate and, and yeah. loving. Yeah, for sure. I feel like it's a nature versus nurture thing. Granted, we don't have his entire backstory yet, but it makes me think that he grew up in a loving mm. home. I don't know. I just have this headcanon that like Kieran had wonderful parents and they died or he became an orphan or something. So I think he's just, he's just a warm, loving human, even though he thinks that he's a monster, which of course just makes it all the more heartbreaking. But no, you're right. Because I mean, we don't, we don't know, but I feel like he probably hasn't had a lot of, like, if any, romantic relationships or close personal relationships because it's too dangerous for him as the PH to get close to anybody. After what, who he assumed was the protectee. Exactly. And we also don't know if the protectee was brother, or brother, sister, Dylan, romantic, mother, like we don't know. I have theories, but I don't think that it was a romantic relationship. I think it was probably more a, fa- a familial or friend mm-hmm. relationship. And so for him to be like this open with Lauren, you're, you're right. Like it's, it's huge for him considering we really don't know how much experience he has mm-hmm. in this realm. I love them so much. Uh, Emotional intelligence is yes, yeah, agree. It's high for this man. Mm-hmm. And Laura's like, she has to be okay, Kieran. She has to, which also, like, just the words, also not just the just the words. I mean, just her saying his name. I mean, we all know his name; it's not a secret. But there's just something to be said for the power of saying somebody's name out loud. That's very kind of intimate and personal. Mm-hmm. And it, I think it's showing that you know, Kieran. Right, by her saying, Kieran, she has to be okay. It's like, Kieran, I rely on you. Kieran, you're the one that like I look to to tell me things will be okay. Mm-hmm. She's been relying on him a lot, pretty much all of season three, if you think about it. Like, yeah. and people have been mentioning that as a negative thing. Like, I don't view it as a negative thing at all. I don't think it's a negative thing either. Um, I can see where people may think that because I think that especially like currently in media and like our generation we're being spoon-fed the like strong female heroine who can do everything herself 100% of the time and I love a good strong female heroine who can do things for herself but there's also something to be said for the strength and letting people help you and emotional vulnerability because that's real life yeah yeah like Don Dunn says, no man is an island. You can't yeah, no man, no man is an island. And Lauren's been her own island for forever, for far too long. She's been struggling with this all on her own. Like, yeah, maybe William or Kim kind of knows a little bit about her, you know, obsession with finding Dylan and stuff. But mostly she hasn't been able to express any of this until she met Kieran. 
mm-hmm. you know, somebody who's able to identify and it talk through like her obsession with bringing down the phantom scythe and the vulnerabilities that goes along with that. So yeah, season three has pretty much been like the vulnerability of Lauren, like her being unconscious after the factory arc and Kieran taking care of everything. I know that there was kind of critiques about that, but I just think that kind of shows his character. And I, I mean, I personally didn't mind it. Um, and then the circus arc, circus 2.0, you know, where she was under hypnosis and he was there for her comforting her again oh, more, more amazing hugs oh. i know this is the season <laughs> of hugs so good so yeah i mean i think this is a natural part of the progression of their relationship where lauren is learning to be vulnerable and now we just need and who knows we may not get it this season maybe we'll that'll be like the theme of season four but we need the vulnerability of kieran Amen. It has to i mean it, it has to come at some point because this man is a closed book like yes we're getting emotional vulnerability in these scenes but it's in regard to lauren we need him to open up we need him to talk about his backstory we need him to talk about his feelings and him to like i cannot freaking wait until he has a breakdown and lauren is there to comfort him because that hasn't happened yet well i think you and i you know well (laughs) we're hopeful we can't give away anything yeah say anything uh to everybody listening or watching go watch stream yeah, exactly. It's not like Sophie told us anything. We just watched the stream. Yeah, well, we also, yeah, we can't, we can't say. She doesn't want us to. She doesn't want us to say anything. But go watch stream. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> All right. So this part has ended, and now we move on to we are in uh, a PD offices. Yeah. And we have Herman um, <laughs> rubbing his nose. Like the news is really bad. Both Cooper and Grace uh, marches on him. Both Cooper and Grace had to be transferred to the hospital, so this is obviously a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Hospital told me that the two paramedics who took Miss Green in have been admitted to the ICU as well. Yeah. Sergeant Liddell is at least stable for now. <laughs> Poor Herman, he's like still got his eyes. Closed. He's like, whoa, this has been the worst past couple of mo- months ever. He's <laughs> yeah. like the opera house director also called to let me know that some crew members have fallen sick. <laughs> Like everyone is falling. People are dropping like flies, Mindy. Okay, can I? I read back to the opera art. Can okay. I just talk about? Okay, yes. so Mindy, this is not good. I went back and reread the episode. The first person to touch her. <gasps> yes! Oh my God! It's our boyfriend. No, he could not die. Without gloves. Without gloves. Without well, gloves, he touches her and he's like, Morgan! It's, oh my God, I, I screamed. I was like, Mindy, he's gonna freak our boyfriend, I'll be on. Is we're probably never gonna see him again, but I don't care. They have to tell us what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they didn't mention that he's in the ICU, but I also don't think that March and Herman know him by name. They just said right. a couple of crew members are sick, so we don't know how sick they are. But yeah. I'm not gonna lie, I kind of freaked out when I saw I saw that. So, okay. uh, wait, wait, wait. if he's in the hospital, maybe Lori will see him again, and maybe we'll see him again. Uh, that would be ideal, but I don't think it's gonna happen. I think we should just that would be ideal, though. Um, I don't think Soap listens to these podcasts, but Soap, if you're listening, Soap and F, please bring back Albion, he's very popular. Yes, 10 out of 10 will recommend, please bring Albion back. He yes. is. Hot. 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 <laughs> probably <laughs> probably underage for Mindy and I. Probably illegal, but it, I don't care. Whatever. It's fine. It's it's a fictional world. We'll so. wait. We'll wait for him to grow up. Yeah, we'll wait. We'll give, <laughs> we'll give him a couple of years. We'll just hang out with Kieran because he's legal until Oh my god. The things that I thought I would never say on this podcast. I would wait for a man to be legal. Anyways, he's that beautiful, though. Please bring him back. Yeah. Um, but anyways, when I was rereading those episodes, Albion touched her first and had no gloves. Then Neyra did her, you know, amazing cinematic jump, started doing CPR, and she was wearing gloves. Mm-hmm. Then Kim took over. She was not wearing gloves. Cooper and Grace uh we're wearing gloves touching the body but we didn't see grace but we saw that scene where cooper was like rubbing his neck and it was very obvious 
Mm -hmm. um, and we also know that the two paramedics that picked her up, because she was already dead at that point. So this is why, and I'll just go into this, why I think this is poison spread through probably the body makeup, mm -hmm. is there's three ways that diseases can spread. Through direct contact, through droplets, like if you cough on someone, and the droplets like go onto, you know, an open wound, but most likely you just breathe it in, and then airborne. That means that the particles, either the bacteria or the virus, go into the little air particles and you breathe it in. So if, and I don't know, this is just me using my medical knowledge, and I don't know if SOAP and F, especially F, are going to be like 100% medically accurate in the storyline, but so far I've concluded it's probably through direct contact because Morgan was already dead on the scene when the paramedics probably arrived and took her away to the morgue. So there is no breathing, which means there's no droplet or airborne spread. So I think this is all through them just touching her and then touching themselves. Because we do see later on in the scene, we can talk about it, but Bella starts to cough, which, you know, everybody was surprised about because she's the, you know, number one culprit here under suspicion. But we see Naira grab her by the shoulder and she's wearing a very revealing dress like I think that Sofinef did that on purpose to show that Bella was showing a lot of skin because Nera was all up in her business she hugged her she grabbed her like she was touching that bare skin all over and so that's why I think this is spread through contact isolation okay. um, but yeah that's my end of medical knowledge rant yeah okay I think so we'll see we'll see we'll see who's Right, I want to discuss who done it. <laughs> we'll get yeah, who done it? <laughs> so March is like this is very worrisome, and uh, Herman says all who've been in contact with Green are falling like flies. Like you said, last thing we need is a new disease spreading around. March says the symptoms everyone's experiencing are more reminiscent of a snake bite, and Herman asks the obvious. In that case, do you think this could be the vipers doing? March says I suspect it could be the case if they decided to change their motors up Randy. All the victims had one thing in common, a cup, which isn't the case here. So, okay. So can I comment on that, Mindy? I know that we don't think that, the, I mean, obviously this is not golden viper venom because the way that Bella used it, she had it on the blade. But I'm wondering if the reason why Morgan was affected so strongly and died so quickly is because it had such a violent death is because she had that scrape on her leg from that gunshot so when she had like remember that it was like very yeah, I know. so it makes it. me wonder if when she put on the body makeup it got into the wound basically and she just had a more intense reaction because it got into her bloodstream much faster and a much higher dose than basically because if things are going to be spread through contact things get absorbed much more slowly um through your skin than versus an open wound so I don't know. It makes me wonder if that's why she got so sick so fast or if it was just the amount of body makeup that she had on or if it was just because through the cut and then everyone else's symptoms are so much less severe and they didn't die because they just got a little bit of it on their skin. You so you think someone put poison in the body makeup? That's what, that's my current mm -hmm. theory because I don't think it was from, it, it can't be from the bullet. Like it can't be from the bullet that hit yeah. her, yeah. you know? Uh-huh. Okay. I like that. So again, it's open if they could throw us for a loop and we'll get something super crazy. But that's just kind of my train of thought. I think it's from Okay. Sounds reasonable. I think somebody probably poisoned the, the body makeup. Because if they're if it's from contact spread, they were all touching her. You know, they were touching her arms and then Cooper touched his neck mm -hmm. and then Naira did CPR too, and then, you know. And she would have put the body makeup on her foot, which isn't like because you're the ghost. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Was yeah, like, and there can be particles of it too, because some people in the Discord were like, "Oh, you know, it was here over her dress." But I'm like, "Yeah, but I mean, like, Nayra picked up her arm, and you know, was like, oh my god, she's so stiff.' And you know, it the body makeup transfers. There could be particles of it all over her dress. So I don't know. That's my current current theory. I like it. <laughs> And Herman says, the investigation must continue, even if Cooper is down. <laughs> Anyone else you can give the case to? It's like, yep. Everybody's <laughs> sick, man. The whole office is out with COVID. 
mm-hmm. the whole office. There's nobody else to get it to. Well, I mean, it's the perfect opening because I thought of it in like a second and March is like, well, everyone else is already busy and complicated cases. I'll take it on and make it my priority. Just thank you. I'd rather have this urgent case in your hands than anyone else. You're our best detective. Great. March is like, on what condition? <laughs> I want Lawrence and Claire. Yup. And yeah, it's like a bold, I request her active participation in the investigation. Yes, March. You Finally, Detective Lauren back in the game. We've been waiting for this. Yes. Oh, it would be so validating for her. Poor girl. She was so like ashamed. I know. And she's so talented. I mean, even without her ability, she's still a really great detective. Her intuition's great. Oh, yep. Herman's like, what? <laughs> and Mark's like, it won't make sense. She's a first hand witness, and her intuition is an asset I want on this case. And okay, so I'm a little bit of questioning. Okay. Is March doing this because he's a nice guy and he just really wants Lauren to be restored to her former mm-hmm. glory? Or is there some suspicious plotty reason that he wants her to be on this case? Since it's PH, I'm going to go with suspicious plotty reasons. Because I don't know. I keep going back and forth and back and forth because one minute I think March is a good guy. And then the next minute I'm like, he's the leader. And then one minute I really am so suspicious of Herman though, because I think the way that he's been painted to us as readers is a complete red herring. Like, I think he's going to throw a snake. Like, I think in the end, he's going to be the good guy and the hero of the day. I never thought Herman was a bad guy. I think. I mean, I never thought that he was a bad guy. I know people crapped on him because he's just intense and strict. And he does kind of have it out for Lauren. I mean, even though Lauren did do wrong, right? Like, she, she did violate protocols and, you know violate her restraining order against sake and all this stuff so it's like i mean lauren is clearly not no but they do make it pretty clear that he hasn't really liked her even before all of that though and i think that has to do with stuff with her parents like they have referenced that so that's a very snape scenario to me right what they they say is because he's jealous he didn't get the promotion that yeah exactly and i think we know so far that that's not a lie because march said that to lauren and she didn't it didn't register as a lie so we know that that's true well it's true that march believes it but yeah yeah i mean i feel like he was telling the truth in that because it i mean yeah he would just have to believe it but i don't know i feel like march is going to come out and save the day i don't know later on in the story um, yeah, I think you mean Herman, but yeah. I, oh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, not March Herman. Yeah. Yeah, I have no objection to Herman. I mean, he's just a, a little bit like, he's like intense and strict and like a little bit of a jerk, but like it's not immoral, right? He's just intense. No, but I mean, he also called her out mm-hmm. for the car accident thing <laughs> that he didn't believe her. Yes. Um, like, bold move, Herman. Bold move. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and he's like, you know, I hate having my hands forced march. And some people uh, you know, question this line. I think it's just like a Herman line, you know, he doesn't like being told what to do or he, he doesn't want to put Laura in there. I don't think there's anything more to it personally to that line. But some people are like, Maybe it's a history thing and like you and March and they have history between them, he knows No, uh, I think he just doesn't like being told what to do. Yeah. That's what I that's what I think. Mm-hmm. And Marshall's like, people will question your fairness as a captain if you prolong her devotion much longer. They already are, which is good. You know, he's appealing to his sense of, of justice and honor. Mm-hmm. So I think it shows you that Herman values those qualities. He, he wants to be a fair captain. Yeah. Like, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of people have fun with that. <laughs> that mean. And he's like, you know I'm right. Like, fine. Do whatever you want, but you better find the culprit quickly. He's like, I need the office back at work 100%. I need to figure out the antidote so that nobody's sick and we can get the office back up and running. Mm -hmm. He's like, of course, it's in everyone's interest that I do. So we have that. And now we have this bunch. (laughs) We're in Bella's trailer. And it's cough, cough. 
and we see um Bella and she is still in the same dress that she was in the night before I think at least and she is looks like she's rubbing her arm maybe she's coughing she's like what the hell yeah mm, uh, I don't think it's the same dress okay kind of looks like she's in a like owl, owl or something mm-hmm. because since I just reread those oh, episodes yeah the major side boob in that dress right, right, right sorry there's so much side boob there's no side boob right but yeah, she's coughing and she's going, what the hell? Which, I mean, that, I mean, that rules her out. Mm-hmm. She's surprised. She's a suspect, yeah. Yeah, uh, so, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> I guess we can question, because I, I don't know. What do you think? Should we do the next scene before doing the whodunit question? Okay, let's Yeah, let, let's just finish and do the, and do the whodunit. Now we're in fancy, fancy, fancy land. We're at her girlfriend's house. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, very elaborate maroon. I think she lives at the castle, right? Mm-hmm. I think we've talked about yeah, this. Yeah, because she has to go back to the castle. Mm-hmm. And um, she has a headache. She's brushing her hair and she brushes it. She puts it down. She's coughing. She's still rubbing her eyes. And then this maid is like, How are you feeling now, my lady? It's, it's a gorgeous room. I mean, it's massive. That room is huge. <laughs> like the size of my house. Look at the bed. Mm-hmm. Like 20 foot ceilings. <laughs> yeah, balcony, stunning balcony. So beautiful. Yeah. Because she's like, Oh, better. Thank you. I still have a headache, but nothing but a good night's sleep will fix, I think. Ha uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> you wish. <laughs> And the maid is uh, really cute. She's like, like these ginger braids. She's adorable. No, they're little freckles. She's so adorable. Mm-hmm. And she's like, that's good, my lady. I wish you a good night then. And then her, her knees uh-huh. And she's coughing. And she goes down. And um, she's wheezing. And Darcy runs her. She's like, Miss Juliet. And she's shocked. And she like, her hand is trembling before her. And there's some blood on it. And Darcy's like, ooh, gods. And that's how we're done. That's it. And then the author's note take care of yourselves, Dr. F. Emerson, <laughs> 2022. <laughs> it's a little so, late for that, F. Right. I'm a little curious. How come uh, Felicity? I don't know why I quote Felicity. Oh, I bet you the American Girl Doll character Felicity looks like that. That's why. Oh, yeah. With the little freckles. <laughs> I didn't have Felicity, but I did want Felicity. I had Molly and Samantha. Publicity. I didn't have any, but my grandma had Molly because her name was Molly. So that's cute. Well, mine were hand me downs from my older sisters who are 10 years older than me. So, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I <laughs> loved the magazines. That was so fun. Okay. So, what was your question oh, about why this person who was not named Felicity at all, why she has it worse, Julia, why she has it worse than Darcy? So I was thinking about that. And if my contact contagion theory (laughs) is true, um, Darcy was very covered up when she was at the opera. She had like the hat, the high neck. She had long gloves. She had the boots. She had, she was very covered. She also had her gloves. And so we know that she touched Bella, like I said. So I think it transferred that way. Well, she's a fancy schmancy royal. She got home and you know how it is in like every period piece you've ever seen. She's not going to remove her own hat and her own gloves and her own jacket. The maid is going to do that. So I'm sure she peeled off her gloves and her hat, gave them to the maid and the maid touched them probably with her bare hands and did the laundry or whatever. So I think the maid had way more like physical contact with all the particles on her clothing than Nayra did herself because she was completely covered. So unless Nayra just like kept touching her face, which we didn't see her do, it's possible because that's why she's sick too. She obviously had some of it transfer onto her, but that's the only way I can guess it because why is she sicker than Nayra and she wasn't even around Morgan? Yeah. You must have had just more contact with the poison. Yeah, I think so. See figure. In uh in the couple of minutes that we have left. Who done it? (laughs) Who done it? Why done it? Oh, I know. I feel like I've had all these theories, but this is the one point where I'm just like, I don't know. I give up. I feel like 
we have a hundred questions that need to be answered this season. And then Soph and F just went, let's make things 50 times more complicated. Like, I don't even know what's yeah. going on. Yeah. No, I'm like, Stephon, like, oh, what's his name? Redcliffe. Like, it could be Dylan. Like, who knows? Like, I just don't even know anymore. Okay. But oh, seriously, I don't think it's Bella because obviously she's ill. Not Darcy. Not Darcy. Not Kieran. It's not. I don't think it's Redcliffe. No, really? Like, I think Redcliffe would use Bella if he wanted to do something. Right. Yeah, I don't think he would risk Bella getting getting sick. No, and I mean, the. And I don't think it's Sandman because I went back and he looked really shocked at what was happening. So I think if he had planned that, like a double crossing Morgan, he wouldn't have shown up or been surprised. It wouldn't make sense from a story perspective because we were introduced to Sandman as like a bad guy. And then, then his- And then he's, his character's flipped. So he's not going to go back and be a bad yeah, guy. Yeah, I don't think so either. Um... <laughs> Stefan, I don't, I mean, it could be, it makes me think though, because the ghost of the cathedral was kind of a not so subtle pointing at the royals <laughs> and their actions. It makes me think it could be somebody on the inside that's more on the royals side. Maybe not so much the Phantom Scythe, but I also don't know because Morgan and Sandman were obviously against the Phantom Scythe as well. So it could go either way. It could be somebody from the Phantom Scythe or somebody from the Royal side, but but the only person that could be from the Royal side I could think would be Stefan. I don't think the Queen, the Queen would use Stefan. She would, well, or, or a random person who, whose identity doesn't matter. Like, you could just be her orders. Raphael? Mm, why? I mean, I don't know why for anybody. Like, why would, like, would Redcliffe order him to do that? And so, why, let's say why. Um, was the plan to kill Morgan or was the plan to kill Morgan plus get everyone else sick? <laughs> oh, wait, I thought about the director just for no reason. Oh, all. I thought about that too. I thought maybe. I mean, he seems so sweet and innocent though, so I don't know. But, I mean, could he that's, have an ulterior motive? Is that how... Is that how Talia died? I mean, that even though that was a long time ago, mm -hmm. I'm I'm very confused. I don't know who would who would do this if it wasn't oh, Bella slash Redcliffe. What? What's the point? Was it just to get rid of Morgan, or do they mean for everyone else to get sick too, or they're just like, oops, whatever? If it was the body makeup, then oh, you know what? Wasn't somebody, somebody else was supposed to play that part? Yes, yes. Oh, you think it was a mistake? <laughs> we don't even know who that person is, though. Yeah, that's true. So, unless they poisoned the body makeup way in advance and meant it for that person, they meant it for Morgan, and they meant for it to be, they meant for it to make an example out of her. Mm. Yeah, that, that actually makes sense. I mean, it makes more sense, right? It makes more sense for it to be really dramatic, make an example out of her and scare all the nobles that are going to, like, who wants to scare the nobles? Like, who wants to be the pe the, the leader? Oh, no. Hmm. Who's the, wait, which, which apostle is the one that's in charge of murders and espionage? The one that's, like, above Four? Four, maybe? Four? I don't know. I think four. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Kieran didn't do this, but maybe four orchestrated it somehow. I don't know. I'm. I don't know. I'm. I'm. I'm sincerely stumped. I'm stumped. Oh, more exciting stuff to discover. <laughs> I know. I can't wait. I cannot wait. So, like, what do you think is going to happen in the next episode? We're like, work together, and I think we might get some more information on March that will either be sussy or unsussy. <laughs> Do you think we're immediately going to get like Lauren and March teaming up? Or do you think that we're going to get 
like William at the hospital? Do you think that we're going to get Lauren and Kieran going and doing some talking or something? Or do you think we're going to get a little bit of everything? Like, I feel like with PH, we could go so many different ways. Uh, I don't know. Maybe start off with Will at the hospital, meeting the family, and then March and Lauren. We'll see. Who knows? We'll see. Uh, how many more days do we have to wait? <laughs> five. <laughs> but anyway, um, I gotta go. But I guess what's your favorite? Well, well we don't have to ask. What's your favorite panel? <laughs> oh, my favorite panel from this one. Ooh, that's hard. Wait. Okay. I'm like, no, I don't. Well, I mean, pretty much any of it. It's the one where Lauren is, you know, burying her face into Kieran's neck, and he looks so concerned for her. Yup, absolutely. I love that one. That's my favorite. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, thank you so much, Lily. It was so much fun. Awesome. Thanks, Mindy. Always a pleasure. Well, I'll see you next week. I'm on the next one, so I'll see you next week. Oh, this was awesome. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much to my current patrons. Susie, Lady Libris, Lily Jenny, Molly Veronica, Emily Joe Rochelle, Sasha Toggles, Anna Rose, Alexa, Misty, Joanne, Emilda, Esther, I'm watching you people, Emily Jean, Jen, Aaron, Kate, Lily, Beckett, Duranda, Christine, Sadie, Kelly, Teresa, Mrs. Gastaldo, Tatiana, Louisa, Rachel, and Cece Moon. Your support is truly appreciated.